Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, April 14th, 2010. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860 or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into the chat room I've opened up here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts. You can also ask me any questions you like in the chat room, so go for it. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide using Tweet and Twitter and Facebook and MySpace and Tumblr and Ning and Jing. And <laughs> I have found out there are so many social media networks out there now that it's, uh, it's unbelievable. But I want to thank everyone for utilizing, utilizing those. So this way you get the word out. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru on, you can Google it, Yahoo it, uh, Bing it, MSN it, whichever you, whatever portal that you like to use for Internet searches. You can find the websites, the videos, the articles, and all the shows I'm currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, The Examiner, and Google. So look for those as well. I also made a Wine 101 video series. It's viral. that can be viewed on YouTube my website, www.stewthewineguru, and a myriad of uh, Internet websites that uh, not only carry it uh, in English, but I've found my uh, videos, oddly enough, but happily enough, in Japanese. Uh, it's, if you go out there and you, you look for them, they're there. You can find them in multiple languages, so it's kind of nice. Nice to hear you uh, when you see your, your voice you and and your uh, what you're talking about translated into different languages. It's a pretty interesting and heady kind of thing. All right, let's talk about some wine here. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, the number to call in one six four six. 3814860 or if you're shy and you prefer the computer email me your questions at info@stewthewineguru.com at i do read them online um, as always and i think everyone has kind of kind of keyed in on this 
put your screen name, of course, and where you're emailing from. So this way when I read it, I can tell people and let them know. Uh, as always, I've opened up, as I mentioned before, the chat room for the listeners to go into and chat amongst themselves about wine, ask me any questions or answer any question of the evening. So get into the chat room and check it out. And I'll, uh, I'll check into the chat room live periodically during the show so I can answer your questions in real time. Later in the show, my question of the night. I had a drum roll. I do it right now. Where is the farthest you have traveled to experience wine? So think about it. Clear the cobwebs out on the, uh, the old brain there. And get ready on the phone, get into the chat room, or email me that one. I want to know the answer to that. I'll give you my review of great value-priced wines. Today's wine is a great wine from Napa and around $10, so you're going to want to stick around for that. I'll also make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week. Also, in my segment, Stu's Restaurant Pick of the Week, I'll be making a restaurant pick for you so when you travel, I'll have a spot for you to go to that offers great food and great wine as well, so stay tuned for that. All right, but first up, I I have an announcement to make about upcoming shows. In the next few weeks and months, I'll be having winemaking legends, wine-related product producers, wine educators, and more on the show. I'll also have makers of champagne from the Champagne region of France. Uh, it will be very interesting, I have to tell you, and entertaining. So stay tuned in and tweet, Facebook, Tumble, Ming, Sing, use every social media network you know and get the word out about it because it's going to be a lot of fun. The ride's going to be real interesting, people. Uh, lots of different types of wine-related uh, product, uh, people that will be on, wine legends. Uh, I'm going to have some celebrities. I can't say right now who they are, but you'll have to listen in to find out. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So moving forward, you, the listener, We'll get a variety of views about wine from a myriad of sources on this show. And as always, I'll keep it entertaining no matter what. Remember, if you have questions, I have answers. So call me at 1-646-381-4860 or, again, email me at info at stewthewineguru.com. I get those emails. I read them immediately online. And you'll be surprised as if you've listened to the show before. I've got people emailing in from Dubai, from Japan, from New York City, all over the world. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful way, I tell you, to bring everyone who is enthusiastic about wine, just a little closer. So uh, get into the chat room, voice your opinion, let me know. So now let's talk about some great value-priced wine.
Okay. Today's choice is from Napa. It's a 2006 St. Francis Red. This is a blend of Zin, Cab, and Merlot. Its notes on this are dark plum in color, dark cherry and cocoa flavors on the palate, and the mouthfeel has really good structure. The average price you'll find this is at $10. I rate it 92 points. I mean, it is fantastic wine at a great value price. Okay, on to Stu's pick of the week. All right, every week I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. This week's red is a 2006 St. Francis Merlot. This is from Sonoma. It's a quintessential Merlot with a hint of oak and smooth tannin. The notes on this are aromas of berry, cassis, uh, a little bit of mocha, and some black forest fruit. It's a nicely balanced wine with low acidity, the average price you're going to find this for is around $16. So I have to say to you, if you're out there and you're, you know, a lot of people have kind of gone away for some reason uh, from Merlot. I don't know why, but I'll tell you, it, um, the Merlots that have been around for the past 10, 15 years, I think there's been a tendency, and now luckily it's going away from that, but there was a tendency to make more of a fruit bomb. And, and that's a problem. That's a real, real problem. Um, because, you know, Merlots were, at one time, kind of that great wine that you could pick and utilize for anything. You know, it was a good dinner wine, one you could sit down with and share with friends and then continue with, with whatever you were serving. And then it got to be more of a fruit bomb, and, and, and I don't know why they went in that direction. I guess it was because there was a demand for sweeter wine. They wanted to compete with other wine varietals that were coming out, and it changed. Um, you also found it in a lot of the blends. And uh, speaking of blends, one of um, Felix in the chat room is mentioning one, the Menage a Trois Red. It's a good value blend. Yes, it is. In fact, it happens to have Merlot in it, as I was mentioning. So the thing with now that I'm noticing is that they're going back to the basics and the beginning and bringing out Merlots that are less fruity on the finish, a little bit more oak, a little bit more oomph, a little bit more body to it, and, uh, you know, back to the way Merlots were supposed to taste. And, you know, they shouldn't have that kind of, uh, you know, they get that kind of name of, oh, God, a Merlot. I don't want to drink a Merlot. I'd rather drink a Cab or I'd rather drink a Pinot or, you know, the, the wine du jour. But in all honesty, Merlots are, as I see it right now, are making a comeback. And you will find, I think you'll really enjoy the St. Francis uh, Merlot, because I think it, it just has that combination. Although it has a little bit of berry on the, on the, on the nose, um, and the, but I think that the, everything else really fits uh, as the archetypal um, Merlot. My white wine pick of the week is a 2008 Willie Hogg Cabinet Riesling. This is a Riesling from Germany. I have to tell you, for the money, probably one of the better Rieslings. And I say this because, you know, as Rieslings go, you have from sweet, sweeter, sweetest, you know, uh, 
almost like dessert wine, ice wine sweet. They, they run the gamut. And the cabinet is kind of right in the middle. So for somebody that wants a little bit more sweetness on the wine, let's just say you're trying to take someone from a white Zinfandel to a real wine. And I, you know, I, I've always had this argument with people, yeah, white Zinfandel is a real wine. Of course it is. But however, having said that, some people have this real sweet tooth. And, um, you know, they, and that's why they go with that. And they're so stuck on it that, uh, you know, they don't want to break out and they don't know how to really drink um, wine in general. So if you want to take them into the, you know, the wine world and give them something that can kind of take them from that one step, it's more than a baby step, but it's a good step to go to a Riesling. This, this I always find is a really good step to bring somebody into from a Riesling to a Sauvignon, from Sauvignon to a Chardonnay and so on. You can go from the whites. This is the easiest way to do it. Reds, it's a little harder. Anyway, the 2008 Willie Hogg, and it's spelled H-A-A-G, and Willie spelled W-I-L-L-I, uh, Riesling. is a German Riesling. Uh, the notes on this, it's really crisp. It's very light as Rieslings go. It's got a moderate amount of fruit. When I say moderate, moderate is kind of, again, middle of the road. Auslace, if you see anything that says Auslace, uh, you're going real sweet. And spate lace, you're going, uh, you know, a little less. So you've got it in the middle, okay? Um, and the cabinet is real good. It's just K-A-B-I-N-E-T. Uh, look for that, the Willie Hogg. Excellent, excellent choice. Great, um, has a little bit of a floral nose and a moderate amount of fruit on the palate. And you should be able to find this wine for about 16 bucks. So go out there. Look for it. If you're looking for something that is not too sweet, but will take you out of If you have a date and she's only into the white Zinfandels, this is a perfect transition for her. Um, it also goes good with cheeses. There are cheeses that you can find for this as well. Uh, I, I would suggest actually a blue cheese would be good if you want. That's a nice way to go. Um, or you can go with, um, you can go with any, some of the hard cheeses as well, um, the crumbly hard cheeses. So having said that, that's the white Wine pick of the week. As always, I will take your calls now at one six four six three eight one four eight. Six zero, or again, email me. Get your uh, get your fingers on the keyboard. Email me at info at studentwineguru.com. Get into that chat room with Felix, uh, and uh, Andrew's going to be back in there shortly. And uh, you know, chat it up there. Ask any questions you like. Whatever you want to know, you can ask of me. I will answer it live on the show, and uh, keep you informed in real time. Okay, so the question of the night is. Um, what is the furthest you've gone to experience wine? When I say that, I'll qualify it. Where have you traveled? Where have you gone? You know, and some people it's, you know, um, you know, a state away. Some people it's a city away. Some people it's getting on a plane and traveling, uh, you know, thousands of miles. I want to know what is the farthest you've gone and traveled to experience wine? So, again, get into the chat room, get in there with Felix, let me know, or email me, 
info at studentwineguru.com or give me a call, 1-646-381-4860. Let me know what you think. Let me know where you went, and let's talk about it. Okay, so I can see some email answers coming in here fast and furious. The first one is from Ramon and, and Wine. Ramon and Wine. Yeah, Ramon and Wine uh, of Seville, Spain. He says, Stu, great show. Love your show with Tim Pearson of Seven Springs and David Duncan of Silver Oak. Those were the last two shows if you were listening in. And uh, the farthest I have traveled for wine is the U.S., Napa Valley, to try Silver Oak. <laughs> and you are right. It is the best cab I have ever tasted. I will continue to listen every week. Thanks for your show. Well, I, I want to thank you, Ramon, for your email and your compliments. And I'm sure it was worth the, the plane ride to Napa because David makes some outstanding wine. Um, you know, there's some great wines in Spain too, but I guess if you're looking for something completely different and you want a little bit more of the Napa flavor, that definitely is a place to go. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, on to the next one. It's from Haiku42 from Osaka, Japan. And it says, Stu, I love your show. I watch videos of you and learn much about wine. I travel to Tuscany to drink Chianti. Thank you, Stu. I will listen to your show every week. Well, thank you for your email, Haiku42, and rock it with the, the Chiantis in uh, Tuscany. Pretty awesome. I like hearing people traveling all over the world to try different wines. That is definitely, as we say in the old school, a schlep to go from Osaka, Japan, to Tuscany. But uh, uh, having been not to Japan, but to, to Italy, uh, and tasted the Chiantis. Again, well worth the trip. See, another one we have here is from Reggie Saint from New Orleans, Louisiana. And it says, Stu, you are the man when it comes to wine. My buddies and I pick up great tips about wines, and you bring out the best info from your guests. Well, thank you on that one. I've been all over the world, but the farthest I have traveled was Australia, actually Barossa Valley. Stu, you are definitely the guru of wine in my book. Well, thanks, Reggie, and thanks for NOLA for checking in, uh, hearing everything from New Orleans, one of my favorite places, and uh, a couple of great chefs that come out of there. Uh, Emeril Lagasse is one of them. Uh, and, wow, that's terrible. I, and I know his name is slipping, slipping me. I tell you, definitely does not pay to get old. But before the end of the show, I'll definitely remember the guy's name, uh, Prudhomme. He's one of the best chefs out of uh, New Orleans, probably one of the best chefs. I, don't, I, I think he, you know, he's passed, but uh, he definitely was one of, the, uh, one of the best. In fact, he looked like Dom DeLuise. Everybody used to mistake him for Dom DeLuise. Let's see what else we've got here. Um, well, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the subject. I've also been all over the world, and my favorite place I have to be, I've got to be realistic about it. I mean, I love Napa Valley, and I love Rome. I love Italy uh, and all the great places to have wine there. But Bordeaux, for me, is probably one of the best places to drink wine. My wife and I had some of the best blends, Bordeaux blends, I had tasted in a long while. Um, a Saint-Emilion's, uh, Saint-Estef, uh, that's just to, the Pomerol's. Uh, I mean, there are just some amazing wines out of there. And, uh, you know, you can sit there. It almost is like you can't find a bad place in Bordeaux to drink wine. You know, you could just close your eyes with a map of Bordeaux 
in any of the valleys and just throw a dart, go there to wherever the dart tells you to go and drink wine and be extremely happy with the experience. So that would definitely be my, uh, my call on that. Let's see what else we got here. All right, so let's go on to a restaurant pick of the week. Um, this one, speaking of Spain, uh, is from Barcelona. The restaurant is located in Barcelona, Spain. It's called El Cangreo Loco. It's located in the, the Olympic seaport area of Barcelona. It serves probably some of the freshest seafood and fish you can get in Barcelona. It overlooks the port, so it looks the, overlooks the water. It's beautiful. Its wine list boasts, ready for this, folks, 500 wines. Now, most of them are of Spanish varietals. This is, this is the truth. However, there are also others in there as well. But to uh, recoin a phrase, when in Spain, do like the Spaniards. Why in the world would you go to a Spanish seafood restaurant, have some seafood, and order American wine? There are many, many great Spanish wines to drink. So my, my recommendation is go there. Um, the average meal is equivalent to about $50 per person. However, it is worth every penny. So for more information or you want to make some reservations, go to http colon forward slash forward slash let me spell it again, www.elcangreloco.com, elcangreoloco.com. Fantastic restaurant in Spain to go to. You'll enjoy yourself. Okay, so let's go on to my wine and food festival picks for the month of April and May. If you're going to be down here in sunny Miami this month, and hopefully you are, uh, you're going to have a great time going to the 15th annual Miami Wine and Food Festival. This is something that is not to be missed. It's going on April 22nd through April 24th. I know we're talking about a week out here, but... If you're going to be here, this is the place to be. You've got more wine. You've got more food. You've got great people. You've got a great vibe, great atmosphere. Let me keep going. You've got great weather. Uh, I don't know if I missed anything. It, almost, it is the stars aligning, uh, the, um, the moon aligning, everything in alignment of a wine festival. It's fantastic good to go to. And if you want more information about that or you want to get some tickets, I suggest you do it quickly. The events are at different places like the Intercontinental Hotel, host a couple of them, and there's another hotel as well. But the easiest way to find out about it is to go to www.miamiwinefestival.org. 
That's www.miamiwinefestival.org. What I've been doing, I used to put everything up on the website, and I try to do that and get that uh, on mine, www.stewthewineguru.com. However, it's been a little crazy and hectic, so I'm going to suggest that when I give you during the show the uh, website to go to, go directly to that because it makes it a lot easier for you. Okay, if you prefer the wild, wild west, then I suggest you fly out to Dallas, Texas for the 26th annual Dallas Wine and Food Festival. It goes from April 21st through April 25th. Again, if you're in Dallas and you want the place to be in the following week uh, for wine and food, you know what they say about Dallas and you know what they say about Texas. They do everything big. You either go big or go home. So they got everything going on there, the food, uh, the wines. Uh, you know, Texas in general and Dallas has probably per capita one of the best places, wine, wine bars and places to go to experience wine. Um, I would say, you know, outside of obviously the West Coast and all, uh, and New York, probably one of the best. So you're going to experience some great wine. You're going to experience some great food, some great people. The people of Texas are unbelievable. They're great people. So you'll really enjoy that as well. All right, let me see what I got here. Um, oh, and Andrew's come back in, so I want to say hi to Andrew. Welcome. Uh, no, you didn't miss any that much. You know, we were just talking about the wine and food festivals, as you probably picked up on. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff to go to. I'm going to give you one more here. If you're going to be traveling, if you get a chance to travel to England, uh, and a lot of people don't think traditionally of England or the U.K., for wine, but I have to tell you that there are some great wine and food festivals that go on in England. So, if you're going to be in England in May, then you'll want to go to the Christchurch Food and Wine Festival. It's May 7th through the 16th. I'm going to give you first and foremost the website to go to, www.christchurchfoodfest.co.uk forward slash about. I'll give it to you again. It's www.christchurchfoodfest.co.uk forward slash about. Outstanding, unbelievable place to be. Oddly enough, and people don't think about England, but again, May actually is a warmer month to go. I've been there during that time. It actually is nicer. Again, you're going to get your typical rain. Of course, you're going to get your days where it's about 60 and you need a jacket. However, uh, put the jacket on and check this out because you're really, really going to enjoy it. Again, people, fantastic people. Uh, it's really nice. And, you know, if you're from the States, it's kind of nice to hear the British accent every once in a while as a change-up, um, polite, and the food is great food. They have, you know, culinary experts that are going to be serving food from the local area, um, as well as some great wine. So check that out. Let me just see what else we've got going here. Uh, any, let me see if there's any emails in here. Yeah, and Felix, you were bringing out something about uh, Riesling. I just happen to notice Felix is bringing it out. That it can be subtle and not overpowering. But, uh, but yeah, Riesling is the nice part about that, just to get back on that for a second, 
is that um, many people kind of put it off against dessert wine to them, um, and it doesn't get as good of a, a profile or as good of a reputation. Um, actually, it's very big in Germany, and there are people here in the States that love Riesling, and in fact, drink it um, you know, by its, solely by itself. In other words, they don't drink anything else. However, I, I would say to you, again, you've got two ways to look at it. One is, of course, to take somebody from, you know, and bring them into the, the wine world and, and take them through the wines from Riesling forward. In fact, my wife, when we were first starting to drink wine and get her involved with it, I did exactly this. I grabbed a um, Willie Hogg Cabinet Riesling, the one I mentioned, and we started with that and got her trained her palate. And she went from that to a Pinot Grigio. Actually, it was Comantini from Italy, um, which is a very interesting bottle. The way you'll notice Comantini, it's got almost like a rocket ship uh, shaped bottle. It's a dark blue a uh, dark navy blue bottle, and it makes some of the best, actually, for about $13 to $14. I'm going to give you another tip here. Here's another white for you. Go out. If you want a nice Pinot Grigio, forget about Santa Margarita. Again, it's good, but to me, it's a little overpriced. Um, and I don't often say that, but uh, I've tried it, and I've compared it to other ones that I can recommend to you that are less expensive. Because you, Santa Margarita runs somewhere between the 19 and 20s, Somewhere in that vicinity, sometimes sometimes you'll find it on sale for about 17 to 18, but for the most part, it runs in that higher teens to 20s. For me, you can spend about 13 bucks, get a nice Comantini, Pinot Grigio, nice and crisp and light, little fruit on the finish as Pinot Grigios go, but just the right amount of a little bit of oak. And what that does is you can go from a if you want to train someone's palate and get them into wine from the whites forward, which is something I've always suggested and I'm an I'm a, uh, advocate for, because reds are a little bit fuller bodied and harder. Unless you go to a real sweet wine, um, you know, it's tough to train someone's palate with red. You can go from white to red a lot easier than you can go from red to white. So um, I would start with a Riesling, Cabinet Riesling, the Willie, Ca- Willie Hogg. I'd go from that to a Comantini or Pinot Grigio, and each way you're going, you're getting a little less sweet, you're getting a little less fruit, per se, a little bit more oak, and you're starting to get to train the palate. Go from a Pinot Grigio uh, to a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and you, any of the Sauvignon, I've done the Hannahs, I talked about, you know, you can run the range. Anything from Kim Crawford, that's another good recommendation, um, anywhere in that, in that range. And spend 13, you can go upwards if you want and really go crazy on a Sauvignon Blanc and get a Cake Bread Cellars. They've got phenomenal, you know, you spend somewhere between $27 and $33, but, you know, it's phenomenal Sauvignon Blanc if you're into that. So, okay, so now we're going from Sauvignon Blanc, you can go to Chard. That's the way I would make the move. Now, there are other wines in between that if you want to. If you want to get real creative, you can go Verdicchio or you can go, um, you can go a Viognier or, you, can, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go. But for me, um, I think it's kind of a good move to go from a Sauv to a Chard. Um, because there's definitely particular differences between them, and that gives you uh, a more fuller-bodied white. So I just want to give everybody an idea of how to take somebody who's not traditionally a wine drinker and make that progression from white to red. So now you went to Chard. So you went all the way from the sweetest end of the, with a Riesling all the way to the drier end with a Chard. 
Okay, so now we've got you accomplished in, in whites, right? And they've trained the palate to be able to drink those. Now you want to go to a red. I would start, again, with a Pinot, a Pinot Noir um, because it has probably the most fruit on the finish um, of the reds. And start out with, uh, I would always go, for me, of course, if you've heard me say this on the show a million times, I would go with uh, Willamette Valley, always go with Oregon. That seems to work the best. Um, and they make some of the best Pinot Noirs. You can also do Russian River Valley. They make them as well. But, uh, you know, I just like Willamette Valley. You can go anything like A to Z is another good, is a Pinot Noir from um, Oregon. And that's about a 16 to $18 bottle, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, if you want to spend a little bit more, uh, Archery Summit, they make phenomenal. Uh, you can also go with uh, Willikenzie from Willamette Valley. That's real good. And those are about $20 or so a bottle, somewhere in that vicinity. But Pinot Noir would be the way to start with red. Uh, there are sweeter reds. You could go with uh, some of the Greek wines um, that are sweet, or uh, there is Greek, there is German red wine um, that is really, really sweet, uh, the equivalent of Riesling. In, but you want to know something? For me, that's not really training your palate, because once you've gone to a Chardonnay dry-wise um, and palate-wise and acidity and all that, you're getting closer to the equivalent of, follow me on this one, a Pinot Noir on, on the red side, okay? So start out with a Pinot Noir, go from Pinot Noir to a, um, and it's going to sound crazy because some people think that this is going to be drier, but go from Pinot Noir to, let's say, a Beaujolais, Beaujolais to a Shiraz, Shiraz to a Merlot, and eventually uh, a Merlot to a Cab. And that will take you through the progression of red. And it's probably the best way to take somebody all the way through most of the main varietals and teach them how to taste the different aspects, the different nuances, to smell the different aromas, the noses, to detect the different things in them, and um, be able to drink those varietals of wine. So I'm just looking in here to see if there's anything, if anyone has any questions. Um, you can reach me at 1-646-381-4860 uh, or you can email me at info at stewthewineguru.com or I've got people in the chat room here, my regulars, Felix, Andrew, now a new, new member of the chat room. If there's any questions you have in there, uh, you can chat with Felix and, and Andrew. Uh, you can also ask me the questions live. I'll be happy to answer them. Um, taking a look at a few things here, some, some notes coming up. As I mentioned early at the top of the show, I'm going to be having um, some shows about the Champagne region, uh, Champagne, and I'm also going to have wine products, a variety of different types of wine products, producers that produce wine-related products that everybody should have, should know about. Um, that's upcoming. Again, I'm going to hint at it because I, I can't really give anything away, but I will be having some celebrities on the show. Yes, in fact, uh, I think that deserves some sort of applause. Thank you. Yeah, I was able to, uh, to work that out. Yep. Yep. Thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I just like the applause. If I, have, you know, next time I get a drum roll, I'm gonna drum roll. Uh, I'm gonna get some laughing. You know, 
Uh, I'll change it up a little bit. But those are the things that I want people to be listening in for. Uh, some great wine legends are going to be on as well. Uh, it's going to be uh, in addition to some wine educators. I'm also looking to bring on a few wine educators from different schools because I want people to know about the schools that are out there that you can go to and learn about. If you've listened to the show uh, regularly, you'll know that there was a show or two back that I had talked about the schools and the programs that some of the wineries and vineyards run. And again, those aren't as regular and consistent as the schools that are out there that are now, um, some of them are popping up everywhere, uh, which I'm really happy to hear about, where you can go as you would to get a uh, associate's or a bachelor's or a master's. You can get one um, in wine and enology and all that. So it's, it's, it's a viticulture. It's great news to hear. It just means to me that the wine uh, conscience is the and the consciousness of wine is growing and people the awareness of it and the enthusiasm for it and that bond that goes along with it is bringing everybody together it's making the world smaller and smaller which is what I like it's a little bit more uh, intimate and people get to know each other better and um, can talk over wine and it's a wonderful thing so I think that's what we're going to do for the evening uh, I don't see any more. I have more questions. I'm just looking here. Um, we've kind of gone over a few of these things. And just checking here quick to see. Anybody on the horn? Let's take a look. Alrighty. Well, that is going to be the show for tonight. I want to thank everybody that emailed in their questions. I want to thank everybody in the chat room, Andrew and Felix at the moment. I want to thank everyone that has gone out and talked about the show, tweeted it, tumbled it, Facebooked it, uh, Ning, Xing, Names, uh, LinkedIn, every possible social media network that people have used. Uh, I kind of now have taken on that whole idea that the way it should happen is word of mouth. And if you're old enough to remember the Fabergé organic shampoo commercials, where you tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. That is what I'm hoping for everybody out there to do, and that is what's been happening. Uh, so I'm very happy and proud about that, and I want it to continue. And uh, I'm accessible. Everybody can go on their website and uh, ask me anything you want. You can go and email me at info at com. I'd be happy to give any advice. Um, as you know, I'm open to be booked at different events. Uh, and as they go and as they happen, I will update everyone. Uh, I've been the, one of the big emails I've gotten as of lately uh, has been, you know, where will you be? Where where are you appearing? That if I want to meet, you know, talk and and ask in person. Um, and as I come up with that schedule, as that schedule gets uh, put out there, I will talk about it on the show. I will also put it up on the website as well. So this way, wherever you are and wherever I am, we can meet. All righty, as I always say. If it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine.
And now, 